you know, and statistically, like we talked about, the wife's probably going to outlive the husband. So we want to make sure that they understand what their income plan is and they want to understand you know, what the most important decisions that are being made so that they can have a safe, secure retirement going forward. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey, welcome into the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with Michael Stewart. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week? Just enjoying the end of the summer. End of the summer. Man, I tell you what, it seemed like, uh, I don't know, it just felt like it was never going to get here. <laughs> <It's> been, <laughs> this is true. A lot going on in this, the world. Yeah, this year just has been obviously super crazy. So just kind of continues to, I don't know, I guess on the positive side, right? You could say, well, we're getting closer to it winding down. So there's a, there's a positive outlook, right? That's one way to look at it. Yeah, that's true. And another way is to jump into some headlines and talk about some things going on. So let me ask you about the uh, the headline on the thirty year mortgage. I don't know if you saw this or not, Mike, but uh, give me your thoughts and opinions on this. Thirty year mortgage rates obviously dropped below three percent for the first time ever, and there's been you know just tons of conversation and mailers and things, people getting called and emails and all sorts of solicitations about you know uh, refining or even buying a new place is that something you've experienced with a lot of your clients have you had people asking you about that what's your thoughts i think it's kind of amazing that you can get a mortgage now for three percent or less we've had some clients recently that picked up one for about 2.75 yep. percent mm -hmm. i i remember uh, my, my first mortgage was back in 95 and uh, we paid eight and a half percent and thought that was a great rate and even got to refinance it all the way down to about seven and a half percent a couple of years after that now some of our clients they you know they they point out late 70s and 80s when they were paying 14 16% as as a mortgage interest rate so just to imagine that yeah so right, 3% yeah. is just ridiculous uh, so you know should you go out and buy we we get that question a lot of times from clients is you know hey should i refinance right now should i you know should i go out and buy more real estate uh, and, and really, everybody's situation is going to be a little bit unique. You know, in our practice, since it's more about cash flow and income generation, we try to get rid of a lot of the liabilities that we have. So I'd rather have you pay off the home uh, than you know go out and just refinance it just because rates are lower. But if it's a place that you know you're going to be in for the next five plus years, uh, that you know you're you still have a relatively large balance on any of your outstanding debts, then you know it might make sense to take a look at either you know refinancing or using that as an opportunity to go get the home that you want to because you're going to get a lot more home right now. So it's really going to apply to everybody's situation being a little bit more unique, but it does present for the right person. It presents a great opportunity to essentially pay about half uh, in a mortgage interest rate that you would have just a few years ago. Yeah. No, I mean, there's so many people doing it. I mean, uh, a good friend of mine, he did the same thing. I think he had bought a house a few years ago. I think he was in the upper fours, I want to say, was his, which is still pretty good, really. But he's like, why not? So I think he got like two point something or another, 2.75, something like that. So certainly, uh, you know, on a lot of people's minds. And of course, like anything, you know, you always want to make sure you're having the conversations with your advisor and taking a look and make sure it's the right fit for you before you jump into it. But it has definitely been a hot topic. And, you know, it's a nice segue, actually, to kind of go into talking about a conversation that I wanted to do today, Mike, which is financial issues, particularly challenging, you know, that women have a lot of times when it comes to uh, retirement and things of that nature. And the house plays a pretty big factor in a lot of that for folks as well. Well, both sides of the coin, really, whether you want to keep it, downsize, whatever the case might be. But I thought we could spend a little bit of time today and just talk about uh, some of the unique things that the ladies face when it comes to these financial challenges. So what level of engagement do you find that most women have in the process? I think that's probably the first place of either 
connect or disconnect. And often it seems like it's more of a disconnect. What's your experience? Yeah, yeah, Mark, you're right. I mean, I've been a financial planner and fiduciary for 20 years now. And, you know, one of the positive things is that I've seen probably in the last three to five years, uh, a lot more engagement, a lot more interaction with both sides of the couples, both men and women, you know, but for most of that 20 years, uh, it was pretty much just the, the, you know, the man handled the money, handled the investments, and the wife took care of things around the house and not seem you know, sexist or anything like that. It's just that those are just the roles that you know, couples have chosen to, to play, both historically and just the way sometimes it plays out in, in relationships. But you know, what I, I found out is that women are starting to get a lot more knowledgeable and empowered about understanding the importance of being involved in the finances. And it really doesn't matter who's managing the money. It doesn't matter who's you know, writing the actual checks or that, but having an understanding of what's going on in their financial life. Uh, you know, so we do a workshop called Empowering Women, and it's all about these exact same challenges that women face as it relates to planning for retirement and, you know, just cash flow in general. And, you know, and it's so funny how that kind of works, because typically in a lot of households, you know, you're, you're budgeting, you're raising the kids, so on and so forth. Typically, the ladies do tend to do that a lot. Somewhere it switches when it comes to the long-term planning uh, financially in a lot of cases, which has uh, always been kind of interesting. But yeah, you're right. Not to be, not to stereotype, but it just kind of is the way it has been for a long time. But it's good to see that more and more of that has been changing. Uh, and it's certainly advisable whenever you're sitting down to work with an advisor that both parties are uh, there and understanding the nuts and bolts. And even if it's not your thing, right, whether you're male or female and you just don't, you know, hey, money's not my thing, but have a good working knowledge, at least be involved in these conversations and, and know who to turn to and talk to when some of this stuff does arise. Why is it that so many retired women are you know, increasingly finding themselves in difficult situations? I mean, obviously, we pass away first, which sometimes puts that uh, onus back on that side. No, I agree. I mean, in many instances, you know, sometimes maybe they've stayed home. Maybe they stayed home for a few years or worked part time, you know, just to, especially if there were kids involved. Right. And what that leads many instances is to lower lifetime earnings, you know, where maybe they've been out of the workforce for a while. Uh, that also kind of carries forward that, you know, a lot of their Social Security benefits. So your Social Security benefit is based on your best 35 years of earnings history. And if you don't have 35 years of earnings history, then the Social Security is going to replace a zero till they get 35 numbers to, oh. to figure that out. And why that's important is that you know once they start approaching their 60s and now they're eligible for Social Security, they're going to have to decide is you know based on their lifetime of earnings, uh, the the woman's lifetime of earnings is a hundred percent of her benefit more than half of their spouse's benefit. And you know a lot of people don't think of that. They're like, okay, I'm going to get Social Security. They haven't really figured out how some of the decisions that they made for 10, 20, 30 years prior have come back. And now that they're approaching retirement, it's going to impact the amount of eligibility that they have, even for Social Security benefits. That's a great point. I didn't even really think about that. I was thinking more of the standpoint of, you know, we pass away, typically men pass away first. And to our first point, if you're, you know, one of the ladies that just really didn't get that much into the financial planning, you kind of, you know, feel behind, like you're behind the eight ball and you have a lot to kind of learn. But that's another great point as well. I didn't even think about that from the Social Security side. Um, so that's one challenge. And I guess the other one I just mentioned are when you become a widowed woman, that a lot of times is some of those some of those scenarios. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Yeah, there's, there's about three or four things, especially for uh, widowed women that come into play. One is the monthly income drops, but the monthly bills don't. So we were talking about right. Social Security on the last one. And what that means is, so let's, let's say husband and wife, and you know, we'll, we always call off the husband first, and statistically, that's probably likely to happen. So uh, when the husband passes away, whoever has the higher of the two Social Security benefits, 
they get their surviving spouse gets to keep that benefit. The lower Social Security amount, doesn't matter whose it was, his or hers, that one just goes away. So let's say that you know the, the husband had the higher benefit of $2,000 a month. So that's $24,000 a year. And the wife had a benefit of $1,500 a month. Well, that's $18,000 a year. Well, what's just happened when one of them were to pass is the surviving spouse will get the $24,000, that mm -hmm. $2,000 on there. But then that $18,000 goes away. So the monthly bills haven't really changed, but the monthly income has. And imagine if, you know, even if there was a pension, there's what's called survivor benefits for a pension. Those right. fortunate enough to have a pension, uh, the surviving spouse may only be entitled to half of that, 75% of that, or none of that. So in addition to the reduction in Social Security, there may be more income lost even on a pension. So in, and one of the biggest things that I see a lot of times with both widow and widowers, depending on who is managing the money, is that this may be the first time that they actually have to start making financial and household decisions, you know, because the other spouse always took care of it. You know, they always managed the money. They always took care of everything, paid the bills. And now we've seen it in our tax practice and our financial planning practice the last 20 years, where all of a sudden now this person that kind of shied away because, you know, the other spouse took care of everything now have to begin for the first time in their life to actually start making these big financial decisions. And it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah. And there's so many pieces to that, Mike, that you brought up. And then taxes is just another one. You're going to be more than likely thrown into a different tax bracket and it kind of slips. That's one that slips beyond the radar, I think, because you've you know, been married, let's say 30, 40 years filing jointly. Well, all of a sudden now you're single and you're in a different bracket as well. So lots of things that can come at you, come at you especially once you become a widowed woman. No, absolutely. And those are all things that you, you know, want to think about. I mean, if, you know, if we could speak specifically to, you know, some of the husbands out there, you know, since oh, great point. typically, typically we die off first, you know, right. uh, you know, what would we look for? I, you know, I would say just what this whole conversation is about is get the spouse involved. Uh, when we meet, we require both spouses to attend that initial meeting. Uh, and, you know, some say, oh, my wife doesn't, you know, she's not interested in that, or my husband isn't interested in that. And I say, okay, I understand that, but this has to be a longer term relationship. And it doesn't matter who's involved more, more or less. It's important that you both understand what's going on, because at some point, only one of you is going to be here. You know, and statistically, like we talked about, the life, the wife's probably going to outlive the husband. So we want to make sure that they understand what their income plan is, and they want to understand you know, what the most important decisions that are being made so that they can have a safe, secure retirement going forward. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's a really good topic. And it's one, like you said, at the start of the podcast, it's getting more and more light shined on it the last few years. So that's great to see. Um, maybe we can do one more little piece on this. And we focused a bit on widowed, but also divorced women, same kind of thing. Obviously, you know, divorce rates are still high. We're seeing and we're seeing it later in life. A lot of uh, folks getting divorced in their maybe 50s or late 50s. And that can really change things. So maybe a story or something, a situation you could share with us where you've helped folks or ladies through that kind of transition, you know, later in life. Yeah, there, in our practice, you know, it, it comes a lot, you know, at about a 50% divorce rate, we happen to see it, you know, we all have, it's 100% mortality rate at some point right, for all of us. Right. So that's going to be there. Uh, on the divorce side, I'll, I'll kind of pull it there. So we can kind of you know get away from the widow widower for a second. And what I would say, and, and this especially applies to many of the women out there, since many times, you know, the, the men be just because of historical things tend to, you know, have made the more money or have the bigger benefits or those things is that pay close attention to the divorce decree. Uh, and the reason that I say that is a lot of attorneys aren't familiar with tax code. They really don't know a lot about the investment side. And in all honesty, they, they don't care. So you need to make sure that you're working with an advisor that's going to give you good financial information 
that relates to your divorce. Let me give you one specific example. You know, everybody focuses on what's my alimony or how are we going to split everything or who gets the house, you know, whether it's contentious or whether it's very amicable. What I tend to focus on is when they start breaking down the dollars and what's fair and what's not is say, you know, for the, for your divorce settlement, are you getting the taxable dollars? Are you getting the tax deferred dollars? So think about that for a minute. If there's a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and there's a hundred thousand dollar 401k, most people say, okay, well, it's a hundred thousand dollars is a hundred thousand dollars. But that's not the case. When we bring Uncle Sam into the picture, $100,000 in the bank or an equity in your house is completely tax-free to you. If you get $100,000 of your former spouse's IRA or 401k, those are tax-deferred dollars. You don't have $100,000 because the government has a lien in, in the form of income taxes on somewhere between 20 to 35% of that. So what you really might have is 65 to $80,000. And if you're under 59 and a half and you have to take it out, there might be a 10% penalty associated with that as well. So it's very important when you're settling assets and going through the divorce decree to make sure that you understand not only just the investment ramifications, but the tax ramifications on the type of assets that you're splitting, because the attorneys don't care. The attorneys are just going to draw a line in the sand and ring the register and say, you know, we'll pay, you know that'll, that'll pay the bills. What we want to be focused on is that you're getting the most tax efficient assets. So if you think you're getting a dollar, you're actually getting to keep that dollar. Otherwise, maybe you should be getting a dollar twenty if they're passing along something that has a big tax liability with. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Thank you for sharing that. You know, so folks, if you've got some questions about today's topic, which has been some of the challenges that women face in retirement and for financial planning, as always, before you take any action, reach out to Mike. And if you've got some questions, get some advice specifically for you. You can call him at 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. CrystalLakeTax.com is his website. You can go to CrystalLakeTax.com. And of course, this is the one-stop shop really for all your needs when it comes to things involving finances and retirement. So reach out to him. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Retirement Success Blueprint, on whatever app you like to use. If it's Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever the case is, you can search it out, Retirement Success Blueprint. Or you can just find it at the website, crystallaketax.com. And speaking of, you can also submit an email question to the podcast, and that's what we're going to do to wrap up the show. We've got Millie in Schaumburg. She says, Mike, I am 64 years old. I wanted to work until I was 66 or 67, so I was going to get serious about the financial plans here pretty soon, maybe in the next year. But I just can't deal with my boss anymore. What do I need to have in place before I drop notice and get out of here? It sounds like my brother, actually. He's got the same problem, Millie. Oh, so your brother's got a mouth-breathing boss? He's got a he, – well, now that he has to go back to work, now that corona has allowed them to go back to the office, he's like, man, after months of being at – you know, working from home and doing – he's like, I was more productive at home. And, you know, and yeah, he just not – you know, one of those situations where a lot of folks are in, I guess. No, I, I hear you. And, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of calls, both from clients as well as prospective clients, just basically saying, you know, the world's changed a little bit and their perspective has as right, well. So exactly. they're th thinking about an early retirement, thinking about, you know, I have some clients that work in the airline industry here with Chicago being a big hub with O'Hare saying, you know, I don't know if I want to go back in that environment. You know, I thought I was going to work a couple more years and, you know, just things have changed and I just want to see if I can. And I think this is really where it's going to apply, Millie, to your situation is uh, two things. The first part scares me a little bit. If you said, you know, I'm thinking about retiring in two or three years, so maybe in a year or two, I'm going to get serious about doing that. Uh, right. You want to identify as early as possible, Millie, not only because of your mouth breathing boss, that <laughs> if you can retire now, 
But you also want to know that if you can't, you know, for whatever reason, the numbers don't make sense or you have to change your strategies or something, you want to know now, not later, on what you would need to be, what the gaps are in your plan. So really what I encourage you to do is whether it's through us, you know, find yourself a fee-based fiduciary who's going to sit down on the same side of the table with you, walk through everything that you have and say, here's what's doable. You know, it's can you retire now if you chose to, or do we have some gaps in our financial plan? Let's put together a retirement income plan so we know that at whatever point you decide to walk out, whether that's tomorrow or that's two or three years from now, you have confidence and understanding that you can get predictable income from your investments that are going to last as long as you do. So I, I would definitely be more proactive and do it sooner than later, because if you wait until the year before or six months before you retire, you may not like the information that you get saying that, nope, you might have to work a little bit longer because you didn't do the things in advance that you needed to. Yeah. I mean, I suppose there's something to be said for it's never too late to get started, right, Mike? But it definitely just makes that ground harder to cover. The sooner you can do it, the better, like anything. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even if it's only two or three years, there, there's a lot of things. There's many clients, prospective clients that come in, sit at our coffee table and our conference room table, and we just have a conversation. They're like, you know what? I've done this. I've saved this. I just don't know how I'm going to pay the bills in retirement. You know, I've done a good job accumulating, but I don't know how right. I'm going to move yeah. forward as far as the income. So on our side, you know, we, we sit down and say, okay, well, let's put a retirement income plan. Let's see what's doable. And many find out this, which is some tweaks in their current investment strategies that they can generate the income that they need. And it may not be from traditional, you know, just mutual funds and things, but that doesn't matter. Those are just products. What you need is what the different investment vehicles can do for you. If they can generate your lifetime income without any, you know, sweating about what's going on in the markets up, down, sideways, then really that's what retirement's supposed to be about. All right, folks. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a great place to wrap up. So again, if you've got questions, Millie, thanks for the question. We certainly appreciate it. And also reach out to Mike, give him a call, talk specifically, get started. Don't keep waiting on that for sure. 815-526-3092. 815-526-3092 is your number to call. Before you take any action, you should always do that on whether it's our show or any other show you're listening to. Uh, always check with a qualified professional about your specific situation. And that's going to do it this week for the Retirement Success Blueprint. Michael, my friend, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a great week. Stay safe and sane, and I'll talk to you soon. You too, Mark. Take care. We appreciate it. And don't forget, hit subscribe on whatever app you choose at Retirement Success Blueprint. And we'll see you next time. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities.